0: It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Hey. I get 'em. Silver. It's over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are the things that I think about. Things that I think about. Adulting and self-care. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy, O. And your girl, Rocky.
0: What's good?
1: All right, so Mr. O just turned the big two seven. 27 out here, you know, you know grown man shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I turned 26 in February, and we thought we would do a podcast episode about adulting.
0: I'm an adult now.
1: And it's so interesting. I'm a big kid now. This term adulting, because like millennials came up with that shit. Right. And it's like, why was the term needed? That's a good question. (laughs) I think we were not prepared for adulthood.
0: I don't think adults were prepared for adulthood.
1: they sure as hell didn't prepare us. I knew shit about taxes. (laughs) I still don't know shit about taxes. But
0: here's the thing. When you grow... This is what I've realized. Mm. Like, all adults... Everybody on this planet mm-hmm. is really trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, in one way or another. Yes. When it comes to taxes, most adults don't know what the fuck they do with taxes insurances. either. Or insurances. Or insurance. Mm-hmm. None of that shit. So, most of us are just, like everybody else, just trying to figure shit the fuck out.
1: But... And I understand that. But, the shit you do know, you would think... You would tell your child who's about to embark on the adulthood world, not knowing shit about it, like, give them a little something.
0: Yeah. That, they kind of dropped the ball on that shit.
1: Like, I ain't know nothing. And then it's like, they don't teach us the shit in school.
0: They don't want to teach you that shit in school. Right.
1: They don't want you to be literate in your finances. What? I
0: don't know. Because then you'll start questioning the whole financial system, which is what we should be doing.
1: We should. (laughs) They don't want us to. They want us to be ignorant.
0: Like uh well, we'll get into that later. But either way, the point is this whole adulting shit mm-hmm. it was brought up because we really were ill prepared and when we when we came when it came down to us like getting out of college and mm-hmm. really seeing what the fuck was going on, shit got real. See I And went, the struggle was even oh, real for us. the
1: struggle was real. Now see I keep
0: saying was like I'm not still <laughs> I'm
1: I see the light. It's still it's still <laughs> climbing, but I, I see the light at the top of the mountain. But um. Well, yeah,
0: because other than finances, I'm in like an amazing place. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: But one of the reasons that I went back to school, so I went to grad school after undergrad, was because I was not ready to be an adult. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. Like I paid a little bills, a little. You know, in undergrad, I uh, had to put gas in my car, so it was either gas to get to work to get money or food, so it was rice and beans for some, some occasion. That's
0: the thing, like, that shit will make you, know, you eat unhealthy. Ramen noodles. And that shit will affect your fucking, like, long-term health,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is gonna cost you more money, because mm-hmm. you already know, insurance is crazy. So it's a domino effect, you know. Yeah. It's expensive being poor.
1: It really is. But I feel like grad school, I was able to, like, my dad was going through some stuff because he was moving and whatnot. And I was like, all right, I got to just take these responsibilities. So I started paying my own phone bill. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was on the family line, so I had to get my own separate line mm-hmm. and do that. Um, I think I paid taxes for the first time in grad school. Um, hmm. yeah, Damn. I, because my, yeah, my dad was going through stuff. He was like, um, out of work. So I didn't have insurance through him. So that was the first time I was like, oh shit, I need insurance. Yeah, so I went um, on the school's insurance I, yeah, and stuff.
0: Yeah. that shit's not cool. I hate that shit.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> cause it was like, he was, he, he would have a job and then he'd be out of work and then, cause it was like contract work. So it was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. Like, mm. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I stepped up in grad school, started paying more bills, and then by the time grad school was done, after those two years, I, I was ready to be an adult, like I had an uh, apartment, like they had dorms, and it was like apartment style dorms, so I was like living on my own, cooking meals and stuff, I was still working while in school, so I was, I was able to get, <sighs> get more of that was, adult life. That
0: shit was really hard, yo. Well. Working and doing all that other shit Oh, we're going
1: to talk about that. It's adulting and (laughs) self-care. But first, I want to say, so those were some of my responsibilities. What kind of responsibilities did you have as an adult?
0: As an adult. As an adult. (laughs) I don't even know when that, like, threshold even was crossed, for real.
1: I feel like undergrad, especially at Hampton University, loved my school, but I hated it while I was there. And part of the reason was because... They treated us like children, mm. especially with a motherfucking curfew. Well, okay. No, I understand the curfew. I, I do. I'll, I'll go back to that. But visitation, like I'm a grown ass woman. I mean, not grown ass woman. No, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm an adult legally, <laughs> maybe not mentally, but,
0: mm. um, you yeah, know, I ain't like that either. Cause like, that, that means shit. Even worse, because then you go into certain places and got high. Exactly. Do all
1: sort of I mean, we found places,
0: but oh, yeah, for sure. like, like that, but, that's the point though. Like, exa- why couldn't it just be like,
1: you that, know, we're doing it anyway.
0: That way, if, it's if something's done, like you know, like that's what I'm saying. With all like the accusations of rape and all that mm-hmm. other shit on campus. People put in situations where they're like drunk or whatever. But if you have people fucking sign in, Mm -hmm. go to the room, everybody knows what's going on. Exactly. Like then it's a lot safer of an environment. Mm -hmm. So if anything goes down, it's like, yo, we were right here. You know when they signed in, when Mm -hmm. they signed out, all this, what room they were in. You know what I'm saying? So it would make stuff a lot better actually if you did that. But since y'all want to be all secretive
1: fucking, and shaming, right. like we don't do it anyway, that's
0: when girls and guys just start fucking in like random places in random buildings,
1: like classrooms. Yeah, you <laughs> you <already> know, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know, not to say no buildings and not, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're not calling those out. We ain't gonna call but them out. <laughs>
1: the, yeah, that's the reason I moved to the apartments to the Harbors because I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Like I remember I was in the student center. And I was sitting on my male friend's lap. It was no relations, no relationship. It was just, there was no seating. So I was like sitting on like the, and it wasn't even his lap. It was like the end of his leg type of thing. And I was just sitting there and it was like a bunch of us and we was talking and having a conversation. And one of the staff came up, saw me sitting on his lap, went to like down the hall, around the corner, and like, you know, a place. Got a chair, brought it all the way back for me to sit in it. Because we're not supposed to show PDA. Wow. I was like, nigga. When did that
0: happen?
1: My freshman year.
0: True.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like. Do you remember who that was? I remember. I'm not. You yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm How not going to say his name. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, they definitely treated us like children. And it's like, you have to give us the space to grow up. If you treat us like children, we're going to act like children. Like, you have to give us the opportunity. Now, I will say, and like I said, I will come back to it, I will say curfew was beneficial because that was, like, our, a lot of our first-time experience away from home, you know. Yeah, we may have gone buck wild and failed to be focused on our studies. But, you know, that, that six-week period, it was six weeks for us. I don't know how long it was for you. It was, like, up until homecoming. Yeah, we ain't going. Yeah. <laughs> we never really had a curfew. <laughs> no, nah, I was in Twitch, so we did. But, um... James Ho, huh? Yeah. Twitchell trend us. But, uh, yeah, we got to be able to focus on school and like homework and stuff. But we also built those connections with the people in our dorm because we were forced to stay in there after a certain time. So, got to get to know the people who are around you. So, you know, build those connections up. But, um, so I will say that benefit. And I will say the first night we got off curfew, we stayed out of the dorm until 6 a.m., <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Nah, um, I
0: remember the first night we got a curfew. Mm
1: hmm.
0: A whole lot of things going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So give us the opportunity to be adults. Um, but also like prep us when we're in high schools. So, and it's like, I know people don't want the pe- kids to grow up, but it's like a- adulthood is like harsh like a harsh reality. It is. It's a smack in the face of all the responsibilities you have. Like kids don't know. They think they know they don't know at all. Like money rules this world. Yeah, it's sad. And oh, you if nice. you don't have money, you cannot survive, basically. So, on that happy note, <laughs> 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 uh, what lessons do you think you learned as an adult? And it doesn't have to be about like money or financial literacy, just lessons you learned as an adult.
0: Uh, I think the biggest lesson I've learned uh, is, I know we're going to get into it more later, but like taking care of myself and, you know, really loving myself like the way I would take care of anybody who I'm with, like a significant other. Because when I think about how I would treat my significant other, wife, whatever it may be, I think of myself going all out. But then for myself, I don't do the same. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I really got. Uh, I think I during grad school, during my breakup and everything. That's when I really realized how much I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that really was like a slap in the face. Um, combined with everything that was going on, in mm-hmm. adulthood really coming at me, coming at me like for real. <laughs> coming at me, coming at me heavy. So I'm like, damn. Mhm. And with all the weight of all that stuff going on, I was not taking care of myself, so that just like compounded all that was going on in that moment, making me sick and all that stuff mm-hmm. and shit, so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it just really um that and that carried on to me even when I left Chicago. I was, you know, in Jersey City mm-hmm. and working in New York in Brooklyn. I felt like I was still doing the same stuff and not taking care of me. Mm. Even though I was working, making a lot more money, a lot more money than I'm making now.
1: (laughs) Baby steps, we'll get there. You
0: know, you know, I'm not bitter. Not bitter, you know, you you can tell I'm over it. (laughs) 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 But, but, nah, honestly, like, I, I joke around with that shit, but. Bro, I'm way happier now, mm-hmm. uh, although I don't have that financial part. But again, I'd rather have that and me be taking and care of myself. We'll,
1: we'll get into that in a little bit. Um,
0: so that's the biggest lesson for me yeah. just me loving myself and mm-hmm, taking care of myself.
1: Mm-hmm. I think my biggest lesson was I expected adults to have like this maturity, <laughs> no. this emotional regulation, <laughs> and you know, this wisdom. And when I became, like, an adult, and I really call me being an adult, like, in grad school. That's when I really mm. started feeling like an adult. I did not feel like an adult in undergrad. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, so that was, well, how old was I? 23 to 24? When did I go to grad school? 22 to 24? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got my, I got my master's at 24. So, t- 22 to 24, that's when I started feeling like an adult. But, um, yeah, I was around these other adults who were acting like straight-up kids. Like, what is all this drama and gossip? Like, bitch, you all grown. Like, in your 60s, what is you doing? <laughs> in
0: your 60s, though? Bickering.
1: So, I had to let go of my expectation for them to be better than me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it, it 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 was unapparent, <laughs> and then also, I grew up on technology. Mm. So like I've had to learn patience with the older generations who don't know oh, technology, really bad like really, <laughs> like us. Like I was, I was talking. I gotta make sure I stay up to date, yo. Yeah, yo, I'm starting to think, like, yo, what if I? Oh my god, compared to these kids, I feel like I am. I don't know about some of these apps and some of these just sites they be going on. I'm like, yo, For real? just I be like, damn, I'm that old already, damn. <laughs> mm. But uh, with the technology with the older generation, like we. As millennials, we have we just know that we can Google or YouTube anything. Like, if we have a question, Google or YouTube will have the answer. Like, we know how to get it. And then it's like, even if so, say we're like on WordPress or something, we may not even Google it, we may just be playing around trying to figure stuff out for ourselves and just see what happens type of thing. But we have that curiosity and that initiative. Whereas, like, the older generation, they're just like, ah, I can't. I can't do it. I don't understand it. I don't know.
0: You know what else I've noticed?
1: Hmm.
0: Um, The older generation, it's like they like a lot of, for lack of a better word, bullshit. (laughs) And fluff. Mm Mm-hmm. While wow, wow. we like to get straight to the point and know what's going on, like especially
1: AKA the government, yo,
0: for <laughs> real, like motherfuckers be saying all this bullshit, and we're just like, okay, that that sounded great, but what the fuck you, are you didn't, gonna do? You didn't answer <laughs> my
1: question about what you're actually going to do, right? Step by step, break it down for me. And
0: it's the same thing with all these articles. It's like people get mad at us because we're getting information from the internet from these like quick clips that show the facts of the information, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like. Because that's what the fuck we want. We got shit to do. We can't just be all day looking, reading through every article Mm -hmm. um, with all that fluff. The shit that nobody's really paying attention to.
1: And they say, you know, our our attention spans are shorter. And it's like... I I think our
0: attentions are just more focused on what the fuck we want. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And we talked about this in our episode, Black Millennial Magic. Check it out. Um, How they blame us for everything. They really do. (laughs) And it's like... Oh, um they're not having kids. Well, I'm sorry that I want to be financially stable and I'm not.
0: And I'm sorry y'all fucked up the economy. Exactly. <laughs> so that we don't feel financially exactly. stable. And that's, so even and what th- and the environment. And
1: that's another thing. <laughs> and that's another thing. I feel like not a fault of their own, but our parents failed us with school. Yeah. Because like when they were when they were in the generation going to school, they could pay for it. They could work a job, mm-hmm. pay for it, minimum wage fucking a, but um mm-hmm. and it was good. So I grew up with the, oh, if I get straight A's or if I do well on my test, that all the schools will want me and they'll give me so many scholarships. That was a lie. Lies. And Lies. Then, and then when I'm in school, oh, if you graduate summa cum laude or any mm-hmm. of the magna cum laude or whatever, oh, all these jobs will want you and they'll want to hire you mm-hmm. and they'll be giving you the big bucks. That was a lie. And I just feel... Like, again, it, I don't think it was a fault to them that just the economy changed from uh, their generation to ours. So when we were going into school, it was a totally different environment. The cost of school went up. Yep. Jobs went down. Like, yeah.
0: Millions of jobs lost. And the student loan debt. gone. Exactly. Right. And exactly. the housing crisis. Like, come on, yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then we were in the recession when a lot of people were getting out of school, so there really was no jobs. We're, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Like we was going we millennials were, were going through some <laughs> things. Shit, man. So excuse the fuck out of me if I'm <laughs> trying to get my shit together Lord, and it's taking a little bit slower, Lord. okay? I kinda
0: fucked up the environment. Exactly. And for us, just
1: so, you know, kinda yeah. like back the fuck up. <laughs> just a little bit. Can I live? Shit.
0: You know, just like-
1: <laughs> But was there anything about your 27th year in, in adulting and adulthood um, that you wanted to say before we kind of moved on into the self-care? Okay,
0: so for, for me, 27 is about me holding myself accountable for taking care of myself, loving myself to my full capacity so that I can um, function and do the job that I love to do, which is helping other people, you know? And I feel like through that, I'm going to meet the right people who will help me excel in my life in other areas. Some areas I might not even be aware of, uh, especially going into like the spiritual aspect, which I got some exploration into um, just this Friday. So Mm. the day right after my birthday. (laughs) Mm. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. You know, I feel like if I hold myself accountable for taking care of myself, I will be able to take care of everything else around me.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that reminds me um, a little when you're talking about your grad school experience, like my grad school, at least the second semester or not second semester, second year. Mm -hmm. um, So I was taking classes. I was in my practicum, meaning I was seeing clients. I was working. I felt like there was another one. (laughs) i don't know
0: work classes
1: i don't know but it was 10 to 12 hour days i was also dealing with some family issues right? Right. and it was just yeah 10 to 12 hour days and just like every day of the week was something if not two things Mm -hmm. you know and it was about march when i was starting to have my breakdowns, like daily breakdowns. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And my colleague was like, you know, you know you're know, still, <laughs> like, you're almost there, a couple more months, hang in there. I did start therapy once I was man, having man. my breakdowns because I was like, yeah, I, obviously I need to take care of self because I'm tripping. But um, I was
0: bugging, like I didn't go to... Um... Therapy until like around the end of grad school. But it was, kind of was nice because it tied everything up on yeah, the go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, I should have definitely been doing that uh-huh. throughout. would have made my life a lot easier. I would have been able to get, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have. But, you know. <laughs> you now, are here
1: now in this moment.
0: I have learned. Mm-hmm. I have learned my lessons.
1: Exactly. <laughs> And then when I first moved to Oakland, um, I was at Victoria's Secret and I was trying to get my stuff together for therapy so I could start seeing clients. And it was just, it was seven days a week. And then it came down to, I started getting physically sick.
0: Yeah, and it, And it was Brooklyn. like,
1: mm-hmm. okay, like I literally can't go to work because like mm-hmm. the best medicine is rest. y'all like you can do all the herbal remedies you can pop pills (laughs) cough syrup whatever but the best medicine is rest and i was like i can't go to work because if i go to work today i won't be able to go to work tomorrow (laughs) like and i need the money so i gotta take off i gotta take care of myself and then it was like i took a day off and it was like okay felt a little better but still feeling shitty so i took the next day off and of course they were mad at me because it's retail but I was like, uh, I gotta take care of me, or I'm not gonna make doing it, Right. make doing all of this. So right. I had to do what I had to do.
0: Yeah, like recently when I got sick, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me mm-hmm. just hit my ass down exactly, because <laughs> uh, there was no point in me trying to force it. Like even the one day where I, I got up and I was, you know, feeling okay, mm-hmm. as soon as I, I, I like I hit the front door, I was like, whoa, I feel a little bit sicker than I thought. Mm -hmm. I was about to go right back in, but I only had one client, so I knocked that out.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so with that self-care being important to you, I would say to our audience that you need to schedule self-care. Like, actually actually put it on your calendar with a reminder, hey, this is the time for me. Especially parents, because y'all do for everybody but yourself. And I use the saying, you cannot pour from an empty cup. I'll repeat that back. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Meaning, if you are giving, constantly giving out your energy to everybody and anything outside of you, you're going to run on E. Yep. And it's like, if you're not putting fuel back into that, another analogy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how from a if, cup? <laughs> if, if,
1: you, if you're not pulling fuel back into that that vehicle or cup, then you're <laughs> going to run out, you know? So this you need a, to.
0: transform or some shit? Exact, what is it? It's a cup? Or whatever,
1: <laughs> man. But you need to take care of you. You need to have the energy to keep going. So that means you gotta you gotta take care of you. You gotta put some energy into you. So if you need to schedule that self care, put it on your calendar, put it on a wall, sticky note by your mirror, A, take care of you. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. It really do. is important though. It is. Um, but on that note, millennials adulting, we have this concept of grind. On the grind, grind time, you grind in. What does that mean to you?
0: Uh, so I've completely. Well, you have to know who you are. You have to really know yeah. who you are. Mm-hmm. All right. So I used to think I was a person who was like, I right, if I'm on my grind, I'm good. But I know who I am now,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
0: I'm very much a creature of habit. So I need peaceful habits to make sure that I take care of myself while I quote unquote grind.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. while I'm in that mode, I really do, you know. I, I just go. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, and I'm not really focused on anything else. Uh, so I need to have like I, like you were saying before, scheduled points where I take care of myself, especially in like in the morning mm-hmm. and before I go to sleep, so that I'm not like, because my mind will go crazy, especially when I think about clients and like ways to to intervene and mm-hmm. help them. Mm-hmm. I really do think about a lot of stuff and come up with a lot of ideas and then they come out one way or another when we actually see each other in therapy so that's what i mean by that that would combine with notes and everything else that we do it can be overwhelming just on a like mental level mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: i think this concept of grinding when i think of it again it's a lot with millennials but it was a lot with uh doing second jobs that aren't that we was don't all give a shit grad, about because we're undergrad. trying to like make our career happen. Yeah. And it's like, you you just got to work. You got to put in the hours. Or if you're trying to make that career happen, you got to be on your shit. You got to continue showing effort and putting energy towards it to actually make it into something. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're always on the grind. And I saw a quote the other day that was talking about like, that mentality, that grinding mentality, and they was like, but you still gotta take care of you, like, you can't just be working, 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 and then just not. I
0: used to think that way, for real, like, the, um, I think I had this mentality, especially through high school, Mm -hmm. uh, from high school, probably all the way until, man, it's it's basically until recently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Honestly, until recently, when I found out, like, it, it doesn't really work for me, it doesn't, the stuff I have to give up for grinding all the time, being that on that mindset twenty four seven, is is way too much. It's way too much. Like giving up my peace, be, giving up being able to like really relax. And then there's other times where it's like when I feel like I'm not being productive, that I feel like I'm not being quote unquote valuable, and that shit is dangerous. You know what I mean? Mm,
1: yeah. And mm-hmm. I know a lot
0: of other people who have felt that way yeah, before. Yeah. Like so, if they're in a position where they can't be "quote unquote" productive in a field that they, you know, they mm-hmm. want to, mm-hmm. which is what I was doing in Brooklyn,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, then they're saying like, you know, what's my value? They start, you know, mm. especially if you're not in a good place. That's not. That's not great.
1: Well, even in the in the terms of productivity, that some people can't relax because right. they feel like they're mm-hmm. not being productive. Have, I've
0: gone through that too.
1: Yeah. And it's like, again, you got to take breaks. It's not always.
0: It, and it, it really can go from one extreme to another. Because th- there were times where it was like, I couldn't uh, I couldn't relax at all. I was just always on that grind. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where it was like, I have to relax. Because it's like, no, I, I, I don't want to go back to the grind. Like, I fear it. Like, I don't, right? Like, sometimes <laughs> I can't, it's I can't. like... So it's like, that's what I mean when... Like you were saying before, when you schedule in the self-care, it's like mm-hmm. it becomes a part of your life. Mm-hmm. So you always, your life is balanced because you've made it balanced. You've scheduled your balance. Yeah. you know, So there's no need to go excessively one way or the other. You can actually schedule out your time where it's like, all right, right now I'm about to grind from this point on to this point on. And then, all right, I'm cutting it off. Now I'm chilling.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you do really organize it that way, which I'm, you know... It's a work in progress. I'm trying to get it there myself. No, I'm nowhere near cl- close to perfect with it. But having that creates a sustained balance for you so that you don't go off the rails. And that's that's what's really important.
1: Mm-hmm. So what, w- what are your examples of self-care?
0: All right, so self-care in the mornings. First thing I do in the mornings is either uh, meditate right away. Actually, it is meditate right away because when I wake up, I usually wake up around like five, five o'clock or six o'clock, depending on you know what happens. Yeah, I wake up at
1: seven. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> so I wake up that early, uh, meditate for however long I feel like I need to, and then usually I hit the gym or I exercise um, in my room. If like I have an early day, like Fremont or something else like that. I Am not going all the way to the gym, <laughs> I'm gonna work out in my room. Um, and then some days you know, I fuck up and I don't, you know, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I wake up late, I wake up at seven. That's mm-hmm. my late, <laughs> not mine. so you know, that's what I mean by it's being a, a work in progress. It's something that you're gonna have to work at. You're gonna have to work at your peace and work at your balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are some examples that I do. Um, sometimes if. Depending on how late the client is, I will <laughs> I will smoke in the morning before I meditate. Um, sativa always, never, ever, ever in the good. You will just go right back to sleep. What are you doing, people? Right. Don't do it. Um, that's nighttime. <laughs> right, that's nighttime. If you want to, even for me, I don't I don't like doing that in the nighttime.
1: Yeah, sativa, baby.
0: Yeah, sativa all day. Um, so yeah, I do that. Um, when I hit the gym, I feel great. Go in the shower. I have this routine called SSS. It's Which stands, stands for stands for uh shower, stretch and stimulate. Stimulate can mean anything from music, uh, you know, writing, whatever it is. Uh shower, obvious. <laughs> stretch, pretty obvious too.
1: Well you also with the stimulation, you also like lotion and massage yeah, your, I definitely yourself did. when you're lotioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's that's my shit. <laughs> that's how i keep my skin all nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep my muscles off, you know.
1: Anyways, um, so going to the gym is definitely not a part of my self-care. I hate the gym, but <laughs> and it's more in terms of like it's smelly and just sweaty and just inside and no, I prefer to be outside. So my self-care is taking walks or strolling in nature. Oh, I do not, that too. not hiking. Cause y'all bitches be on a mission. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, let me I don't like stop. An objective to my exactly. Own. I would like to stroll through nature and appreciate it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's part of my a big part of my self care because it's also a part of my spirituality.
0: I do that too. Like I take like random walks in the morning. That's another one of my <laughs> my alternatives to going to the gym or working out uh, in my room is I just wake up early and walk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So definitely with you on that one.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as exercise, I will say that I'm very badly out of shape. If you've seen my <laughs> picture, yes, I'm still very badly out of shape. What picture are you talking about? That we posted on the Instagram. So I had my birthday picture when I was in the skirt. Mhm. Like other pictures, but people like when people see me like I'm slender, so they don't. They're like, oh, you're athletic. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not, cause I've been athletic. I ran track for three years and then danced for four years, um, in high school. I knew what in shape was, and I now is not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also gaining weight, and it's starting to go to my stomach, which is a place I don't want to go to. Before I was happy with the places it was going. Now, not so much. So, mm-hmm. I have to start doing some sit ups, getting that little tighter.
0: When you ready.
1: Yeah, I'm I know, I know. You he ready? has a regimen for me. Yeah, but intense. I feel like he go to the gym and shit. That shit about to be intense. It's not. I'm never... I told you very badly. Very like zero endurance. <laughs> Should be all right. Should be all right. Whatever. But I'm also um I have a lot of transitions going on in my life. I just moved. I will be new moving to a new facility. Yes. Work. Can't wait. Self care and um, Yo, new environment. Oh, And new people. Yes. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so once all these transitions kind of settle down, um, I'm gonna start doing a dance class. I'll try to do that every week.
0: What uh, what dance are you gonna do? How
1: Um, probably like West African dance. Hey. I, w- I was looking into hip hop too, but um, I'm thinking about the West African dance. Okay, bit. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so that's a part of taking care of me. Um, I also let's see, let's see. Eating well. Oh, my God.
0: Eating well is essential. Because,
1: like, I realized with my new place that I'm eating so much better. Like, one, I've always been with my veggies and fruits type of thing. My mom was always keeping me healthy in high school and stuff. But, like... And then, like, in San Diego, I was cooking up a storm. I was feeding myself. I was eating well. But now I'm, like, actually a vegetarian, so I need to make sure that I get the nutrients that I need. And I was not. For the year and a half I've been in Oakland, I was not. And now that I moved, I'm finally starting to get that um, and just take care, of better care of myself nutritionally and then physically, which is helping my mental, my emotional, and my spirit. So definitely, because I love to eat. Uh, whew. Does she? I, I love. She be tan shit up. I do. I love it. So, I need to eat Speaking healthy. Which, what are we about to eat <laughs> <laughs> uh, Y'all, we going to a black economics event later today.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Wakanda forever.
0: I think we actually going to be watching.
1: Black Panther. Yeah, before it. it. <laughs> Free screening by them. Yay. But, um, so yeah, I think that's. A big part of my self-care I do want to get back into writing or publish this book I love to write Mm -hmm. been writing since I was eight years old so I need to take care of that and um, yeah that's that's all I can think of right now for my self-care what I tell my clients uh, exercise is a big one going on walks is a big one Oh, I can talk about the self care rating scale. It was um, created by Virginia Satir, mm-hmm. and it's like a, you can also call it like a self Mandela. But what it is, is it's a, a chart that rates your different domains of self. So they have the intellectual domain of self, they have the emotional, um, spiritual, sensual, uh, physical, contextual, which is in your environment. Um, nutritional uh, I think that's about it yeah but yeah. it's like different domains of self and it's like what you can do to take care of each of those individual domains so are you reading are you listening to podcasts are you reading different articles to take care of your intellectual self having discussions or debates with people um, for emotional are you exploring your emotions and like growing and healing and learning something, you know. Um, sensual is a big topic for my clients because no one talks about sensuality. We talk about sexuality but not sensuality. Mm-hmm. What do you think the difference is?
0: It's, so it's the difference between what you say and how you say it. Mm. Like how what you do and how you do it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between something just being... Sexual, you know, the act of sex, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and sensual, which is it's like the it's kind of like the emphasis of what's going on with the senses Mm -hmm. involved in sex, so it's the actual experience,
1: not even just sex, though.
0: No, that's what I mean. Like, the experience of sex, like. Before, but but I'm saying after, it doesn't have it, it can
1: it doesn't have to have anything to do with sex for you yeah, to be it sensual. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, just to be in tune with your senses, mm. and I say being intimate with yourself. So if you're giving yourself a massage, that would be sensual. If you're yeah. lighting candles or incense mm-hmm. and just being in tune with you and your body and your senses, sensual type of thing. Um, cause I, I, talk a lot about how to do it. Oh, they also have, um, a social or a interactional, they call it domain. Um, but a lot of the domains I talk about how to do it by yourself cause it's self care, but interactional, you know, we're humans, social creatures. But, um, yeah. So when we get to that sensuality, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, sex. And it's like, well, shoot, do you masturbate? That's one way to take care of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know ladies don't gotta be your fingers there are toys (laughs) there are a lot of
0: toys (laughs) some say there are too many
1: toys (laughs) right but uh but definitely looking into yourself and being honest with yourself about what you need to take care of you it's a a big thing that a lot of people don't take the time to think about Mm -hmm. and uh as we had said, we're transitioning to a different facility as a part of our self-care. I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between millennials and baby boomers in terms of work. Hmm. So I think we grew up with parents who were like, I hate going to work on Mondays. I hate Mondays. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, this job is crazy. I don't want to do it anymore. Ah, da-da-da-da.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we were like, I don't want to live like that.
0: <laughs> right. that's not really a life
1: it's not and then it's like mind you you only have 18 years 17 basically to be a child the rest of your life until death you're an adult you're I working Yeah,
0: not even that cause people are, was working earlier than exactly that, like, I was working yeah I wasn't so. saving I should have
1: been but but yeah <sighs> some
0: people well I mentioned that is cause I know some people who were saving money and like some shit happened so now all their money that they ever got when they were younger is just gone so adulting yeah
1: yeah right but um but yeah like I, yeah we were like i don't want to live like that yeah hell no but at the same time we were still like conditioned by our parents so a lot and i realized it in undergrad a lot of people chose professions that would either get them money or it was a profession their parents wanted them to do
0: yeah
1: and i realized a lot of people from Hampton in particular but I also noticed um some people from other HBCUs they graduated had that degree and either they got the degree or they got that first job in that field and they were like I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and I kind of went through that cuz like my dad I went I got my BA in broadcast journalism. My dad wanted me to get a job um in DC uh, still living at home and it would be in the news. I hate the news. So <laughs> that was a no for me. Um, and then, the right. God, just, just biased as fuck. But anyways, and negative as shit. But anyways, yeah, we curse. But anyways, yeah, yeah. I keep saying anyways. So. Yeah, I went back to grad school. because so I was like, I got more learning to do. I don't feel like I could be on radio. Um, at the time, it, I was still finding my voice and the things to say. So I was like, I need to, you know, become a therapist. And then I may have some stories to tell. But, um, but <laughs> you know, confidentiality included. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I made a choice for me and I was choosing happiness. And a lot of my peers started doing the same where the money wasn't worth it. They weren't happy. And either they went back to school for something entirely different or they started creating their own business in a field, especially the artistic field, Mm -hmm. that they were passionate about.
0: I think a lot of people are starting to realize the whole thing about, again, they've even done studies on it. There's a cap on how much money can uh, equal happiness. happiness. Mm -hmm. I think the caps are like, what? Seventy five thousand to like ninety thousand.
1: I well like to get away from the money part of it. Um, just looking at globally, if you have or Maslow's mm-hmm. hierarchy of needs, if you have your shelter, food, and water taken mm-hmm. care of, and safety, and like money is there to get you stable. As far yeah, as that's that, pretty much all you need. Is that as far as that? Like that's all you need to make you happy. Anything else is just a luxury. Right. In America, we get consumed with this, I need more, I need more mentality. It's never enough. Whereas, like, other cultures, they're like, once I get stable, I'm good. Right. Now I'm just working on my happiness.
0: Pretty much. And that's why they actually focus on the that aspect of, of their lives, mm-hmm. their spirituality, mm-hmm. mindfulness. Or you know,
1: their, um, family their family or relationships, relationships with relationships, other people in the right. community. So those are more
0: focused on because... Yeah. The main driver isn't always, I need more money.
1: Mm-hmm. To what? To what? Be in that mansion by yourself unhappy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I think there's been a shift for some people. I know for our generation, we just... It's a because, lot in our generation. Yeah. Just because I think we've witnessed it. It's mm-hmm. like we've, you can literally see how unhappy some of our parents or just people in the other generation mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. with their jobs. And you get to actually see, like, what some of them do for money. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this yeah. whole NRA shit is like, like...
1: you're working so hard to not make ends meet. No,
0: <laughs> it's like, it's sad on, like, both ends. You get to see mm-hmm. the struggle part, but then you get to see some of the rich people, who like, that's all they care about, and you kind of yeah. see how nasty that shit is. It's like, God damn.
1: Money Y'all, is the root is... of all evil. I
0: was just like, yo, you, you're kind of selling your soul out. It's kind of pathetic. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, my dad. My dad, he works for um, Lockheed Martin. And he said, there's a certain level of management that you have to stop at. Anything above that, and you sell your soul.
0: Yeah, I believe it.
1: And I was like, nope, not for me. Not selling my soul for nobody. So, it's
0: never worth that in
1: shit. terms of our self-care and our work, it was leadership is very important yes and there are a lot of people in leadership roles with no leadership skills
0: or leadership or they just basically have charisma mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with oh
1: yeah people skills people with skills. no like business or technological right. or technological skills right. yeah mm-hmm. And they got it because of the people skills. And it's like, all right, time to back it up. Oops, there then, is none. <laughs>
0: yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. That happens
1: a lot. It's, it's very interesting. And we felt like we wanted to be um, with an organization that supports us personally, professionally, helps us grow, mm-hmm. you know, as a part of taking care of ourselves. So we're not stressed all the time. Because especially as therapists... Like We cannot be stressed in our work environment.
0: Because that is literally <laughs> opposed to what we're doing exactly. and teaching our clients. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. It Again, like that's why I said like I don't want to be in any other place because I, I feel like here in Oakland is the best place for me to work. Not only because of the population I'm serving, but because of the environment that I am in. I am at peace here um, because of yeah, the environment that I'm in, the weather, the people,
1: mm-hmm. the culture, the
0: culture, the experiences that I the do to, food, the food, <laughs> the food, <laughs> the experiences I, I, I get to go um go out to mm-hmm. during my self care days, which is the weekends. You know, I get to experience stuff. I got, and with more money, I will be able to go explore California more. Like so I would I love to go
1: that. to the redwoods or oh, yeah, yeah. or Sequoia National Park down south. I would love to go there. That's some big-ass trees, man. Some big-ass trees. I need to put myself in the position that I am as a human within the universe. Like, I need to feel that connection. Like, how powerful everything around me is.
0: That's one thing I would go camping for, like, a night for. Just to, you know, see the stars. Mm-hmm. I have that I'm out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't do bugs. So, yeah, kind of got that. But, um... But yeah, so my message to you all is to choose happiness. Because if you don't, why is it worth it?
0: Yeah, what is it all for?
1: Like you're living your life to be tired, stressed, drained, and not happy.
0: And not making a difference.
1: Right? Yeah. Not I living your passion. I have the mentality that you should find your passion and then use your passion to help others.
0: And don't say that you can't do that because you can't. Because if your passion is like, let's just say you're just fucking really good at math and you happen to be an investment banker. Invest that money that you're making into a community center. Boom. Mm -hmm. No excuses. Exactly. (laughs) There's always some place where you can direct your energy, your resources, and your passion into something positive.
1: You know, growing up, we had this this checklist of boxes of these are the jobs that are acceptable and these are the people that are hiring yeah, you. Bad. But our generation was like, okay, so not only do I not want to work for somebody who does not care about me because I'm just a number on a page, mm-hmm. but I also, there's nothing in existence of what I want to do. So let me create it. Right. And with that but being Wayne, said, create my own I use this saying. Everything was impossible until someone did it. Because, mm-hmm. and then I, when I first heard that saying, I was like, damn,
0: that's really, <laughs> really true. It. Like, yeah, yeah, it is.
1: everything was impossible mm-hmm. until someone did it.
0: I mean, think about it like flying. Mm-hmm.
1: The fact that exactly. We can fly. Exactly.
0: The fact that we can move through the air yeah. <laughs> from state to state across this whole country to different continents. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yes, like and and uh, again, that shit seemed utterly laughable.
1: Mhm. And
0: then it happened.
1: Exactly. So if there is nothing in existence for your passion, create it baby. And yes, it's going to take some work, so mm-hmm. feel free to network.
0: Yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to take some effort. See if
1: anybody can collaborate with you. We're all about the collaboration and working in harmony with each other. Mm -hmm. So see about that. And uh, shit, like one of my things that I wanted to do was have a website that noted like all the black businesses, all the black organizations. So if you wanted something done by black people, you could look on this site and whatever state you were in, you could find something. And then I heard um, Jay-Z and Diddy are trying to come out with an app. I was like oh lovely I don't have to do it Cause go, <laughs> that's gonna take hella work y'all <laughs> I right. was like I ain't ready for that shit but um but if they get it up and running I'm gonna hold them to it but I'm gonna be double checking on that because we need it like I wanna be able to go to black grocery stores and if I had a car black gas stations. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go to that man, black
0: I know we own gas station I don't right know man. that's
1: crazy. convenience stores and shit um, mm-hmm. I definitely want to go to that black-owned winery up in Napa. I think it's called Brown Estate.
0: Yeah, I don't even drink wine like that.
1: Oh, I'll go to that one, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so definitely you can create your own. Anybody who told you otherwise, ignore them. You can create your own, okay? Um, and with that, that choosing happiness concept, I definitely, when I was an undergrad, came to it. And I wrote this for one of my Instagram bios that I've said to you all before, but I'm gonna read it again. Let the light touch your soul and fly away to freedom. Life only begins once we're pushed off the cliff. Choose happiness as the clock winds down. And I said that statement, life only begins once we're pushed off the cliff because I believe like the path we're on is in our comfort zone. And sometimes you have to get out of that comfort zone to find where life begins. Because again, if we grow up with all of our lessons from our parents and we're not questioning any of it, then we're staying on the same path. But when you step outside of that comfort zone and say, hey, I'm going to live a different life, you really are jumping off that cliff because it's a whole new experience. But thankfully... Other millennials are doing it. So you can find other people who are going through the same things. You know. It's true. And then choose happiness as the clock winds down. is like, your clock is ticking. We're, we all die. It's a part of life. And stop trying to extend it. You don't need to be immortal, humans. Damn. But anyways. <laughs> uh, we all have our time. Would you rather be happy? Or rich? I would like to be both. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm good with like, honestly, sixty to 70000 a year. I'm good. Give me a little bit of money to travel. Some fucking benefits.
0: I'd like 100000 That way I can give back. Because I know I would invest in the right places and build a lot. Yeah, so.
1: well, my life is my give back. So, <laughs> what I do for my work is giving back.
0: Yeah, but I'd like to, I'd like to do some bigger things. Good for you. Yeah, so that might take more money, but I'm not about to stress myself out uh, trying to get there and do some immoral things to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, I'm I'm in a good place, and I know through these good things and positive deeds, mm-hmm. it will lead to some good checks. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's has happened before when i when I've been doing good work, it's led to good opportunities, which has led to financial opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you follow that light and that positivity, you get the reward.
0: It does. Mm-hmm. It, always, it always comes back to you. Mm-hmm. If you keep putting out good energy, mm-hmm. it's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It really is. It
1: really is. Um, did you want to talk about the nonprofit for a little bit?
0: Uh, Sure. Let's do that. Let's do that.
1: So through our trials and tribulations, <laughs> we were inspired that we need to establish our own nonprofit. Right. Um. That nonprofit is called Black Harmony Family Healing Center.
0: Black Harmony y'all Black Harmony Family Healing Center.
1: And we just created uh, Instagram and Facebook. it both of them are Black Harmony FHC mm-hmm. F is in Frank H is in Harmony C is in Center <laughs> y'all, y'all heard the title yes. Black Harmony <laughs> FHC for both Instagram and Facebook. And what we're trying to do in this first year, because we came up with the concept this year, and basically it's like we want a place where healers and clinicians can come together and collaborate together and network with one another. I mean, there is a harmony, but also be a place for the the community, the black community, where we can come to. And, like, yes, because we're therapists, we'll start with therapy, couples therapy, family therapy, um, because it does take a village – Get off of this individualistic ass bullshit. No,
0: we were about this collaboration, like that's what we want. And
1: collectivism and unity, like we need each other, y'all. We
0: definitely, do. we got
1: to get back in touch with our ancestors on that. We've definitely assimilated to that individualistic culture, and For it's like real. we gotta, we gotta get back. We need each other. We gotta build each other up. We gotta stop tearing each other down. Like again, black harmony. So yeah,
0: that's why we had to call it that.
1: Exactly. So, um. But, like, I hope to, like, get on the Black Panther tip and have a free health clinic for, like, medical services Mm -hmm. where we have those grandmas in there that knew about doula work and midwives and, like, having natural and herbal remedies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, because I hate hospitals. And I got Kaiser. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) although I do have therapy with a black therapist through them, so I'll be okay. But anyways... Uh yeah, we want to be able to a place for the community where we can have other clinicians come, we can encourage them on their own journey if they were to, you know, want to establish their own thing. But it's also about networking. So it's like, "Oh, you're moving to a different city. I'm going to refer people to you who, you know, live in that area" type of thing. It's like we never release that bond. It's okay if you want to do your own thing. It's always about collaboration type of thing.
0: Right, like <laughs> That's a problem I, I've always had with, you know, previous places I've worked That is, you know, people not able to collaborate within their differences.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like staying in your lane while allowing others to, you know, speed through on their lane. And mm-hmm. then y'all both go in the directions you need to go. And if there's anybody needs assistance, anybody breaks down on the road, we got each other's bet. That's how it should be, but it shouldn't be us trying to crash into each other's lanes, trying to, like, you know, take over everybody else's lane just because we feel like we're right. Like, no, we can collaborate without us butting heads.
1: And then also, admit admit your faults and admit your flaws. If you do have a weakness in some area, maybe someone has a strength and work together. Like, that's okay.
0: So, that's what we're all about. That's what black Harmony is all about. And we really want to make this huge impact on the community. Where they have a place where they feel safe to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, mm-hmm. to come in for help for healing, mm-hmm. and and for support. You know, we're gonna exactly. try have some groups and you know exactly. we're trying to set up a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, go out into the
1: community. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: help out with cleanups mm-hmm. and like you know we, we're trying to do some some big things. We have a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. but for right now, we just are putting it out there, yeah. asking for support. For um,
1: this year is all about building, building up, the up the brand. The yeah. brand. So like, if you
0: can. You know follow us on instagram
1: mm-hmm.
0: black harmony fhc fhc uh same thing with on um, facebook mm-hmm. and you know just follow us watch out for us we're gonna be putting out good stuff like content information videos Exactly. so yeah we're gonna show you what we have planned mm-hmm. uh show and prove and then as we build up the brand and build up you know the network
1: mm-hmm. we're gonna
0: start implementing these stuff exactly and it's gonna be exciting, so yeah, look out for that for real.
1: And I will say, if any graphic designers are listening, we are in need of a logo created. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this year's like logo actually establish the nonprofit. right? Right, get all that trade these are our baby stuff. steps, but you know, and website. And we stuff. want
0: people on the journey with us, like we exactly and anybody that can mm-hmm. show support, just showing love, like the like I said, just to follow the likes, spreading knowledge about it. So, when we build, build up the brand, it gets to a point where we don't got to ask people, like, do you know about Black Harmony? It's going to exactly. be like, once the place is there...
1: Everybody knows everybody about it. Everybody knows. Exactly. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much all I have for today's episode. Yeah, we
0: can in on that, man. Black Harmony. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Family healing, baby. Family healing. Um, but, that being said... Don't forget that therapy can also be a part of your self-care.
0: Yes. Very important part.
1: And we, and we have to erase the stigma on that. Like, therapy, a lot of people think mental illness. They associate mental health with something negative. But listen, you go to the doctor for your checkups because you need to check your physical health. You need to check your body and make sure you're healthy. It's the same thing for therapy. Yeah, you it's have like to sometimes... check up on your mind and exactly. see what's going
0: on with your emotions. Like,
1: And your mind is a very powerful thing and can physically affect you
0: it literally can like this right? is not some you know, pseudo science yeah
1: like it's like literally studies research statistics your mental health can affect your physical health right. especially as black people yo <laughs> so and then like also we're marriage and family therapists so it's also bringing in that dynamic where y'all know you got issues in your family sometimes okay Sometimes we need to talk about it with a neutral third party because y'all can't get your shit together when you are in the room by yourself. So, so
0: And it's okay, because we we as therapists can admit that too. Sometimes it's hard when you're in the sauce to see what's oh, going hey. on. <laughs> that's, blind spots. that's
1: what inspired me to go into therapy. Exactly. Yeah, like, Woo, my therapy too. And then couples therapy. Mm, like sometimes mm. you cannot figure it out on your own and that's okay to ask for help. It's okay.
0: Self-care.
1: And a lot of times, <laughs> even in that, as far as parenting and couples, mm-hmm. um, we learn... We don't, like, study it. We learn from our parents. We learn from our peers. That isn't necessarily the healthy way of doing it.
0: No. a lot <laughs> of our parents or peers got it wrong, too. Exactly. I mean, so...
1: You're learning bad habits. From... Exactly. So understand that there is something to learn. Okay. And, like... <laughs> Like, what's the negative outcome from it? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, so be open. Seek black therapists if you're black. We are out here, we are on the come up. Trying to. And uh, it's definitely helpful. Like, I've had a white therapist, I have a black therapist now, and we've been through some stuff with healthcare. So, we need to have that trust back from people who look like us. Mm hmm. Um, but also, you know, it's the culture aspect, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like that's just across the board for most people. Yeah. Uh, because as as we've pretty much figured out, most people who are minorities can relate to people in white culture because they had to adapt to it.
1: Exactly. People
0: in white culture never have to adapt to, what, Indian culture? the most adapting they have to do is, oh, the food is spicy. Exactly, right? <laughs> so... That's why when it comes to relating to people on a therapeutic level, um, they might miss a lot of stuff because they haven't needed to understand it. So that's just how it comes down to it. It, You would relate a lot more to a person who needed to adapt to your culture or was just familiar with your culture naturally because they are of your culture. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's okay to seek help. It's okay if you don't have it all together. But you got to take care of you.
0: That's the lesson.
1: Choose happiness. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to It's So Real with your girl, Rocky.
0: And your boy, O.
1: You all have a beautiful day. Until next time. All right. Peace.
0: And love.